Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast with me, Jack. And I'm Riff. And me, Hot Stuff. Sorry, it's been so long since we did a Kingdom of Loathing podcast. Yeah. Where have we been? It's been like almost a month. It has been almost a month. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we were traveling, and then because of that traveling, we were sick, and then after <sighs> that sick, we were traveling some more, and then yeah. after that traveling, we were working, I guess. Well, then I was traveling some more. Oh, right. I was So much I travel. Kinda, I went a little crazy. I was I was alone for a long time. I built- Cabin fever, kind of. Yeah. I built a giant city out of toothpicks. Okay. <laughs> and then I got into a fight uh, with myself and destroyed it. It was really you destroyed yourself or you destroyed the city? Both. Both. Okay. Yeah, Not at the exact same time, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good old cabin fever. But uh, we went to we went to Indiecade. We'll talk about that on uh, Video Games Hot Dog coming up with a special guest, uh, 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 Jim Frog Fractions Crawford. Is, are we allowed to talk about him as his own sequel yet? I don't think so. Okay. We'll eventually we'll meet some other guy and he'll be like, yeah, I came to be on your show. Oh, that was unexpected. Uh, then we went to Portland Retro Games Expo, which we'll mm-hmm. probably talk about on the next video games hot dog. I think we, we have too much shit to talk about because it's been so long. So I think that whatever we're thinking of is this episode gets split across two. That's what I think. What do you think, Riff? Sure. Riff's been working on KOL. Yep. I've been uh, doing some exciting stuff, doing a lot of writing thing i'm the the next challenge path has uh i don't know just i think just enough writing in it to be interesting and cool plot wise but not so much that it's driving me crazy having to finish it all so it's it's a good balance well good deal but then all that writing has to be inserted into the millions of scripts that make up the game (laughs) yep not my problem (laughs) well I might uh, take C.D. Moyer's wages out of you in in lashings. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works, right? Pretty sure. I have a machine that converts Riff's pain into paychecks. <laughs> into your gain. Um, but yeah, yeah so so uh, Glebe's... <clears throat> hmm. Hmm? Hmm. Oh, I scrolled way down. Glebe's uh, writes, What have you been working on for the last month? Crimbo? The new challenge path? Spelunky familiar? Building a layer of tinder around the base of the sorceress tower? Well, Crimbo. all of those things, yeah, actually, yeah, a new challenge much. path. I haven't been working on the content familiar, really, uh, but I got C.D. Moyer to lay down the groundwork for how it's going to work, which is... I, I assume when when someone asks what you've been working on, they're talking about the collective you, right? Not the that's Well, sure, you. that's probably true, but I'm, I guess we have been working on it, but not really it, right? Like, it's... You don't think building the framework for it to work is counts on working on it? Well, the framework is is deliberately made to be generalized. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, and you guess, yeah. Land the... I mean, that's the thing. When I first wrote the fight script, was I working on Crimbo 2019? Because sure. Because have fights in it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Huh. If I need to make a hammer to build a house, like, making that hammer is... Is part of building that first house. Yeah, but would oh, you say I'm hammer. working on the house if you're working on the hammer? Also, you wouldn't. I feel like you'd just go to a store and buy a hammer. I don't think you'd make your own hammer. I thought you said okay. hamburger. When uh, when uh, when all you have is a homemade hammer, every problem looks like a homemade nail. I think a homemade nail is just a guy named Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hit that wooden Brads. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think the first thing you, that you work on with a new tool. It's fair it's to say that itself. making the tool, no, well, the, but building the tool, it's fair to say that that's uh, part yeah. of that first project. Okay. So anyway, yes, uh, all of <laughs> the above, except the Sorcerer's Tower. I haven't really been working. I've been thinking about the Sorcerer's Tower. That's kind of like laying Tinder. It, yeah, yeah. Have you been using the Tinder app? I have. <laughs> I've been swiping left on the good ideas and swiping right on the bad ideas. I think I that's, don't know. I think that means I want to go on dates with the bad ideas, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, d- I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Crimbo, uh, it's getting pretty close. Um, it's got a bunch of art and a bunch of writing, but not a lot of actual design or item spindling left to do. Oh, watch the way you were structuring that. I was like, this doesn't sound like what I believe to be true, but then you, you switched it on me left. 
Yeah. Or you left. thought I was saying it didn't have a lot, but then I said it doesn't have a lot left. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's going to be cool. It's kind of a it's kind of a disconnected mini game thing. There's oh. a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunity for uh, player interaction. Oh yeah, that thing too. Uh huh. Yeah, I was working on a bunch of that like minute minutes ago, a minute, four minutes ago. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. Good. So. We just got to come up with some carrots. I don't think people want carrots on Crimbo. They could be turnips. For, you got to use cool them for your snowman, I guess. Frosted carrots. Sure. Frosted carrots. Didn't we already do like, like some sort of something from Urban Dictionary? Like candied vegetables or something? Hmm. Mashed oh. potatoes. <laughs> Cranberries. <clears throat> Mashed potatoes with chocolate chips in them. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Honey baked ham. That's not even gross. That's that is exactly the kind of thing that we're describing, and it's a real thing. It's not even a gross made up thing. Can yeah, candied potatoes. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's see. <laughs> Green bean casserole, but instead of onions on top of it, it's candy canes. <laughs> instead of <laughs> green beans, it's nerd ropes. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, what's another traditional Christmas food? Um, cinnamon rolls uh i mean is is turkey do people have turkeys on christmas turkey, as well uh, turkey i don't know ham. we have we have turkeys on christmas um if you just stuffed an entire turkey stuff, with like gobstoppers or something <laughs> yeah um cotton candy <laughs> cotton candy <laughs> stuffing. <laughs> that would just this seems like that would just sort of melt. crystallize yeah. yeah melt and crystallize inside the turkey i Mm. Candy oh, what's turkey. The, what's the candy version of just bread croutons? What like cinnamon cinnamon toast crunch stuffing? Hmm. That might actually be okay. I thought you were suggesting that croutons were the candy version. Yeah, of I thought bread. you were for a second. I emitted an or in there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. There's got to be one more. There's got to be one more traditional food that isn't sweet. eggnog. Mm. Oh, that isn't sweet though. Yeah, can't do candied yams. That's not a Christmas thing anyway. The put a figgy pudding. Fruitcake is already yeah. sweet. Yeah, I mean that's the problem with with holiday. You just do foods. a salty fruitcake. You could do a vegetable cake. Salt just... cake. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, a fruit cake with things that are all technically fruits. Oh, like right, tomatoes like and tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> just salt, salted bullion cubes in the middle of it. Oh God, just, just entire bits of bullion beef cubes. Jerky. <laughs> Green, green, and green and red and yellow the peppers. Man. Cookies, but instead of chocolate chips, there's just bullion cubes in there. <laughs> Thousand pounds of salt per cookie. Hmm. Okay, guys, we've got it all figured yeah, out. Yeah, good, this, good. This is what all the Christmas gifts are going to be. Uh, Linguini Lad says, "Why hasn't there been a podcast in a month?" Because we're terrible. We really were just not ever in the same place at the same time and not super sick. That we yeah, had indicated. Everyone I'm like I'm still coughing. Yeah, you've still no. you're still doing a little worse than I am, I think, but I mean, yeah, you can still. We're hardly ever all in the same place at the same time anyway, but we were all in places without microphones or at least one of us was. Yeah, I was supposed to bring a microphone to give to Hot Stuff in Portland and I fucked up and forgot. Eh. Cuz I think I was supposed to ask Troubleface to bring one from right Phoenix and I didn't. But whatever. I don't know. Ungawa says, miss you guys, hope all is well. Well, it is. We'll see. Hey, guys, says Panny. I got my custom avatar and I'm so happy with it. It looks just as I had imagined it. Jake, you rule. Aw, shucks. Hooray. Um, Hamfish says, am I a bad adventurer because I keep ignoring Lady Spooky Raven's pleas to find her children? <sighs> no. I th think that I made that so that you don't end up with that in... Like, I think you get a telegram from her but you don't end up with it in the quest tracker because i knew that people weren't going to do it because that's the stage past the point where you need to do it to get through the level 11 quest have we figured mm. out why people are getting two notices or or often just a, a notice that says Dear why'd you say it twice uh, why'd you say it twice without without their player name in it uh is that happening yeah that's happening hmm not often enough that it's like super obvious what's going on, but like, pe like sometimes you'll just get one and it will just say deer and then just colon. 
and then sometimes you'll get two, one of which will be that way. It's yeah, it's strange. Huh. I wasn't even aware of this at all. Okay. I should read the bug reports. I I thought it, it well, had been brought up a couple times so in the dev chat. There, so. it, man, <clears throat> there is like there are multiple ways to trigger it. Yeah, oh, which I, I don't if, want there to be multiple ways to right? trigger it. But people, I wonder if people just couldn't deal with having to like. I wonder if one of those doesn't work right. Yeah, probably. It's possible that one of them is being triggered early enough that the session variable that stores the player's name hasn't been set interest or that it's out of scope. It's right. going somewhere that it's out of scope. Um, and maybe it doesn't set a thing that, that says that it's been done. So you get the other one as well. That seems less likely, but, or maybe you, you trigger both at the same time. Is there some, is there some convoluted way where you could accidentally, Oh, where it could be run twice. I mean, I guess that would happen. That could happen if it's ever being triggered in the pre-exec block of a choice adventure. Mm. But I don't think that there is. I always forget that that code runs twice. Yeah, that was the most confusing <clears throat> for me to figure out when yeah. I was learning how to code yeah, If you choices. want to declare a function in there, you have to do that stupid if function exists thing. Yep. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's a mess. Um, oh, I get, yeah. Like, why isn't that just part of declaring a function? Just like if this, yeah, exists. like what, like what, because that's basically the don't throw an error, right? Like, which, because <laughs> uh, I don't think why, that, and why is it a problem to define a function a second time? Just use, the I mean, new it's definition. probably that you, you don't, it recognizes that you're probably not doing this on purpose, like, you uh, probably don't realize that the code is running twice, sure. I mean, and you certainly don't want a case where there's two different functions that do different things. That no, 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 I would say right. you just overwrite the function yeah. with the new function. You probably don't want that either, generally Why not? speaking. <laughs> yeah, you just know you only need one function, and it just you just constantly write it to whatever you need it to do at the, that time. Southwest says, do you guys have any cool Librem ideas? It seems like Librems tend to summon either potions or combat items, and I think it'd be really cool to see another Librem that bucked that trend like the Librem of Brickos did. I mean, the trouble is that anything that they create has to be stuff that can be used in essentially infinite quantity because right. they're so cheap. Um, but yeah, Brickos, because there were so many things that consumed a shitload of them, <laughs> right. uh, sort of qualified. Um but yeah, I, I feel like when we did, and I, I guess I realize now that this was in like 2009 or 2010 from looking at it, but the last time we did a, not the last time, three times ago when we did a generalized item of the month brainstorming, uh, <coughs> like basically all of the things that I had ideas for were Librams. Including uh, the Brickos, basically, right? Was that? No, this was after Bricko. But uh, the dice was in Hmm. that brainstorming. And then I just never could figure out how to make it into an item of the month caliber thing. Yeah, it's it's tricky. Like something that is useful in a run if you have half a dozen of them, but not broken in Aftercore if you have 500 of them is uh, like it's just a difficult probability or difficult possibility space to to deal with. I mean, we could make more. Librum of meat stacks. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Sure. Why didn't we think of that? <laughs> uh, a librum of items that recover enough MP to summon the next librum <laughs> plus one. Ooh, good. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. What about you, Hostaf? Do you have a cool librum idea? A uh, librum of librum summoning. Okay, what are those Librams? <laughs> and then Librams. just the entire world is taken over by Librams. The I say li- Librum, Librum of Grey Goose summoning. It's like because it's like a library full of mm. Librams. Okay. Also, Philip uh, Jose Farmer's the library is that was it Philip Jose Farmer that proposed that library with every text in it? Don't think so. It was if it wasn't Umberto Eco, I think it was like, ah, uh, God, somebody. In that school. What would I Google for that? Infinite library? Yeah. <clears throat> Crap, who was that? I think it was some Spanish thinker? The library of Babel? Maybe. Oh, Jorge Luis Borges, not Philip Borges. Jose Farmer. There we go. Yeah. It's Borges, okay. yeah. I could not Bor- remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. Philip Jose Farmer only has one Hispanic name, but he is a three name guy. That's true. Um, 
Yeah, I guess this guy has three. Jorge and Luis and Borges. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Yeah, anyway, that's the Librum. That's that's Hot Stuff's Librum idea. Yeah. Uh, oh, and- wow. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you keep summoning, hoping, just hoping that it will generate something that's actually useful. Mm. But like, <laughs> wow. If, yeah. And if it just summoned a thing with a code block that was just randomized. Mm. Librum wow. slot machine. <laughs> Wow, but just so most of the time it's just going to generate an error message yeah. and then you just make it destroy itself and it generates an error message, but then every once in a while it's like, oh, drop database. Free, yeah, yeah free Mr. A's. <laughs> Man. Huh. Uh, MC Face says, new moxie weapon to go along with the staff of homophones and the sword behind inappropriate prepositions. The crossbow of uncertainty? Uh, Chrome crossbow plus probability poison gives adventures like the sword staff. The other effect is question marks. Chat effect is adding, ending every chat message with a question mark. It's like the valley girl. Oh, yeah. Uh, gun. <laughs> valley girl gun. Valley girl crossbow. <clears throat> What's a ranged weapon that girl sounds good before? Um, bazooka. A girl zooka. Tank, tank girl. girl. Zooka. Yeah, there oh, yeah, you go. girl tank. Sulveumnis uh, says, I really like the portable cassette player item, item from the latest Grimoire. Uh, the combination of a known effect and a random effect is really fun. Reminds me of the hookah, which I still use all the time. I'd really like to see more things like this. I, yeah, I forget how that thing even works. It's, it's got a base enchantment. I don't think it's actually like the hookah. It's got a base enchantment, but then it also just gives you a buff every few turns if you don't have one. Yeah, I forget how that and works. And it's a random <clears throat> thing. It's a random song. Hmm. Build a Panther says, I know how y'all feel, or I don't know how y'all feel about people using KOL's art, so I thought I would send you this thing that appears to be a bad cookie clicker using art from your game. And then he links to that adventure game. Um, you might not want to read this on the air, since it might have the unintended effect of giving free press to some people who I think might be jerks. Anyway, just wanted uh, you to be aware of this phenomenon. I mean, they credit us. They didn't... I, was it a case where they didn't ask? They didn't ask, but... They also aren't making any money They also aren't it, making so. any money, and they credited us. Yeah. So, if they had asked, I would have said, yes, as long as you're not trying to make money off of it, and you credit us. Yeah. Um, so also, they, it's they not did everything a bad right. game. But so not everybody would feel that way, necessarily. No, but sure, sure, sure. But I mean, it, but it's not... It's well executed, is what it I'm is, saying. Actually. Like it's it look it looks fine, and the it, the interface is fine, and I mean it's a, it is a boring game, but it you know so is so all, is Cookie Clicker. All idle games are fundamentally boring. I well, think. Nah, I would argue that the Christmas uh, one was maybe the a Dark Room and Candy Box. No, uh, a dark would you room not? Would you not say that those are the same kind of thing? <sighs> no, I don't think they are. I, I kind of don't have, think they so. Have, either. Like, they have elements. Component. Yeah. yeah, but they do have elements where things are just accumulating over time. Yeah, they're, they they have some of the idle game sort of flavor to them, but there's there's a lot more. Going so on. what about like Civ Clicker? Because that's, that that's is an idle game, that is though. it is, but it's complicated enough and has yeah. no. It's still a it's still an idle game. <laughs> uh, Digitrev says, "Hey guys, the radio show has been missing for almost a month now. We miss you." Was the radio show silence supposed to be some sort of subtle foreshadowing for the Halloween mimes? What Halloween <laughs> mimes? I don't know what you're talking about. Hamfish says, "I worked as an enforcer at PAX Australia this year and changed into my KOL shirt when my shift ended. I then immediately ran into another KOL player who talked excitedly about you guys for a while. Australia officially thinks you're rad. Yeah, you know, if that Yay. guy is that guy is the representative of Australia, we should go to Australia at some point. I don't." Think so. Uh, you have no desire to be in a plane that long. Yeah, I don't. But I'd go uh, on a boat. Yeah. Let's ride jet skis to Australia. It's like <laughs> it's like backpacking. <laughs> it's it is weird to me to think of a giant wave in the middle of the ocean, right? Like, why would that happen? Really? <laughs> <laughs> right. Why are waves there if there's no beach? Right. Um Mm. right sure because you can't surf in the middle of the ocean so yeah. what's the point what is the point exactly <laughs> yeah uh let's see fifth element says i'm unsure how technically feasible this is but is it possible that outfits could be smart about squeezable equipment uh no mm. uh, for example i have sneaky pete's jacket in my meat farming outfit and then i have it popped in my monster level outfit could the game automatically pop the collar so to speak when i try to equip that outfit no sorry that's that's one level past where we're really capable of dealing with it 
Yojimbo's Law says, I'm a big dumb idiot <clears throat> worthy of ridicule. Please make Shorescript tradable so I don't have to be a sad idiot too. As a follow-up, why do you think Shorescript shouldn't be tradable? I don't, what did you, what could he have done that would be solved by Shorescript being tradable? I don't know. Like accidentally buying the wrong thing? And he wants to be able to just buy it with meat? I mean, the reason that I don't want Shorescript to be tradable is because the whole point of it being its own thing is so that it's a thing that you have to do a specific thing to earn it. Right. And so just buying it in the mall would cancel out its entire reason for existing. Or pulling it or whatever. Yeah. Or can you pull you it? You can pull it, probably. Okay. But, I mean, I think no one would. to make it so there's no incentive to do to doing so max Drum says how does this a black transmission work i got two caches in a row in aftercore and then sometimes in a run i won't get a cache at all or i get a cache but no risk pewter seinfeld voice what's the deal uh let's see czar woozer 666 says uh hey guys i just wanted to i want you all to know how i've been enjoying the game lately with all the recent updates and such a good god job guys keep it up so here's my question uh this is the reason that i skipped to this uh, regarding the XI receiver, would you consider changing it in a way that the first transmission you decrypt in a run will always be a hollow wrist pewter, with the next one always being a 5D printer? Because right now it really has no use if in day one you get a training code and day two you get a schematic. The answer will probably be no, so I'm going to go ahead and ask why not. I actually don't have a problem changing that now. I didn't make it completely predictable like that when it came out because I didn't want every single person who got it that day to get the exact oh, same thing out of it. Okay. Um. But, like, I'm entirely okay with it working in the way that you're suggesting. I just didn't want it to be like that the first few days that it existed. Because it... We, we, you sort of were like, if people complain about this, I will change it. Because I would probably do this differently if it wasn't something that I wanted to have, like, a variety of things. Yeah, because, like, be, because because <laughs> of it being randomized, somebody who traded around could actually accomplish some stuff with it on the first day, which just wouldn't have been true at all. Right. If everybody had just gotten the wrist thing out of it the first time. So just trying to make it more interesting for economic activity in that first week or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, have, I have no problem uh, making that. Even, even like just like predictable, predictable, not even, not even the kind of like per class, per path, whatever bullshit we've been doing. Right. But um, I mean, super, super clever. I guess the only problem is actually remembering to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I ought to uh, start bringing a post-it pad in here or something. Hmm. One for Riff, says Dr. Capitalism. You mentioned having a custom deck of cards printed up a while back. Do you by any chance remember where you had that done? I'm at the pricing stage of thinking about doing something similar. Uh, I, I mean, I, I have it bookmarked, but I'm not sitting at my computer, so I can't tell you offhand. What was the name of that thing that Dan Bob suggested to us? That, oh, the that Game Crafter. Yeah, yeah, I've also used, I've also used them, and it was, it was pretty cheap. It was. It's like 15 bucks for a deck, right? For a deck of 52. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> Actually, they, no, I think it was 30 bucks for two sets of horrible farm cards, which were like a hundred and some cards each. How did, uh, how did those cards turn out? Oh, uh, they're fine. Were they, do you, do you remember what the quality was like on the things that I had printed to compare them with? I feel like the ones that Dan Bob and I got made at the Game Crafter were slightly better than really? than yours, but it might've just been that the source art was actually appropriate res. And your your you chose a particular finish which i'm not fond of so yeah, i don't, you don't know like that yeah okay. how they like it's it's it is hard to compare them as physical objects because they are just they had different did you do like a linen finish on yeah. yours that yeah he's got like a texture to them hmm. so um riffs yours were printed in china and then shipped over or something if i remember right yeah mm-hmm I don't think the game crafter is. No, these took a while. I think it's just like a guy in his garage. You think so? I do. Huh. Um. You know, it's like they get shipped to you when he gets around to it. Interesting. Um, which it's been, it's typically been like between a week and two weeks. I think turn around on sending them some cards. Hmm. Um. In this day and age, that seems like like an eternity. They also sell a bunch of bits. Oh, they started making hearts, so I got <gasps> some hearts. Yeah, still no bones. Well, what am I gonna do? Straight straight pieces are good enough for bones. Yeah, be better if they look like dog bones. They uh, or bird bones. They're basically just <laughs> roads from um, yeah, 
Yeah, they're white roads. Yeah. That's yeah. good. The white road. That's what you refer to the process of turning into a skeleton. Right. <laughs> so life. <laughs> Yojimbo's Law says, Somebody in Hardcore mentioned that the player base used to spend more turns in the castle than in all other zones combined, citing an on-air database query from an ancient radio show. Would you be willing to share a list of, say, the top ten adventure sinks? Also, uh, thanks in advance for November's Familiar of the Month. Yeah, you're welcome. I hope you like it. Um... I think I would have to log in. Yeah, this is not a trivial thing to do yeah, on the yeah, iPad, is it? It's pretty trivial. I don't know, man. Let me let me try it. You uh, do some uh, some tap dancing, yeah. some extemporaneous uh, <laughs> freewheeling dialogue. Mm-hmm. Woo! Good job so far. Did you riff? Did you just like uh, tap the desk or your like computer in front of you to make a tap dancing noise? Uh, I was snapping my fingers. Oh. Okay. That's good. Oh man, I'm getting so close, guys. Yeah. Um <clears throat> What uh what have you done that is not um KOL related or travel related in the past uh week or two, Riff? <clears throat> uh let's see. I did that that crazy twenty four hour video oh, game right. stream marathon for extra life. We'll probably talk about that more on video games hot dog. Yeah. That was weird. Um, I saw your I saw your Twitter picture where you had a pile of snacks. Yes, but way too many snacks, and then spent like the next two weeks eating them. <laughs> I still have pocky left over. I thought. I mean, does that not kind of violate your whole like uh, like dietary plan? Yeah, kind of wrecked. <laughs> okay. But I mean, it's like end of year, so holiday eating is going to be happening soon anyway. So. so you might as well just really embrace it. So no yeah. diet survives first contact with Pocky. Yeah, basically. Pocky okay, and then Christmas. So this data is kind of surprising, actually. Okay. Um, I would never have guessed. These data? These data. Yeah. So uh, number one is still the is the top floor of the castle. Okay. Uh, at 9.13% of total adventures spent. Number two at 5.83% is the hidden bowling alley. Oh, that's surprises. That doesn't surprise me at all. That's, Why? A, that's another, that's another place that it's because you can control very carefully the monsters you get and they have high drop rates of. Oh, it's high auto cell value. Uh, either stuff. high auto cell value or, or high reasonable meat drops too. Okay. Uh, IC peak is third, 3.21%. Okay. So those are all, these are all just pretty straightforward Man. Yeah. farming. Yeah. That, yeah. That I mean, okay. IC peak has always been, I didn't realize well, it, that people it, still it got, farmed there. It got nerfed a long time ago and then it sort of came back. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we added more sources of like banishing and stuff. So yeah. that probably changes the equation based on. Oh, you know, the number of skills that you have permed and the stuff that you have a- access to and the what stuff that you, you know are. about. Yeah. Uh, basement of the castle next, then the hidden hospital. Uh, and then the airship. And then let's see, what is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh most popular adventuring zone is the jungle from Conspiracy Island, which is great that's fascinating yeah super super surprising um is the jungle the one that has just the it has it's the one with the super rare drops in it yeah so great that's crazy you know um then hidden office building and then the battlefield with the frat uniform these are all getting down below like two percent of the totals um but yeah it's crazy castle is no longer it no longer looms so, <clears throat> so greatly. Like, castle is bowling alley plus icy peak, basically. Or the top floor of the castle is. Well, I was going to say, like, the castle is also multiple zones now, right? So. Oh, well, okay. So, castle plus, castle top floor plus castle basement equals bowling alley plus icy peak plus hospital. <laughs> let's, okay, let's draw this as a picture <laughs> and do the, do the chalkboard math. And then the ground floor of the castle is way down. I don't, this is not actually numbered. Also, still a shitload of turns being spent in Hamburg Glarus Shield Generator. I wonder if those are, the drops from there are particularly valuable. Haunted Library is pretty high up (laughs) on here, which, oh, that's just tatter farming. Right. Because that's where those come from. It's interesting, like, at that point, it starts to, the things that just take a lot of turns in a run 
start to right. start to interfere. Is is the phrase haunted library just sort of redundant? Really? Because aren't all libraries effectively haunted? Yeah, because every book is the ghost of the author who wrote it. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's whispering, whispering of his spirit, even if he's still alive. Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. Every library is haunted with the ghost of Orson Scott Card. <laughs> <laughs> catalog. <laughs> Orson Scott Card catalog. Let's see. So... The, this is a, the Dewey Decimal. This is a variant of the Dewey Decimal system where things are divided into religious fundamentalism, <laughs> homophobia, <laughs> um, and Sri Lanka, maybe? super conservative politics. That would be the Arthur C. Clarke oh, Arthur catalog. Clark. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's, did you just confuse Orson Scott Card and Arthur C. Clarke? Yes. Oh, maybe just, the C, just where they maybe live. the C in Arthur C. Clarke stands for card catalog. <laughs> uh. Anyway, thank you, Yojimbo's Law, for uh, for prompting that whole thing. And Galapagos James says, Jake, your biggest argument against doing the Copperhead quest early is it doesn't make narrative sense. I agree that it seems odd to go hunting the charms down without having a reason to, especially given the text in Shen's adventures. But couldn't there be an earlier optional side quest to gather something for the town's museum that gave us some pages and letters and ladders that fell from your father's diary as part of the reward? Hey, here's some meat for that thing you got me. Also, here's some of your father's guff that fell out of his diary last time he was here. Uh, give that back to him next time you see him, will he? He never paid for a display case, so I'm not keeping it here for free. This way you can make narrative sense and give earlier access, but take a few turns to do to make it worth it. If you wanted to be really mean, you could make it randomly name a thing to get and keep track of how many artifacts you gather for the museum. I imagine you'd, uh, you'd have to have it be packed in a shipping crate or picked up by somebody else instead of being an actual item for that, though. Uh, but then it's another fun number to raise in quest log slash possible trophy slash collector's compulsion. Everyone wins. I mean, I'm sure we could figure out a way to let people into the Copperhead quest early. Man, we learned that in the next challenge path, you can't do the pirates. And I was like, fuck you. (laughs) 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 Not going to fix that. Um, But yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hush says, I just accidentally discovered that slash buy can trigger using Nash Crosby still. Mentioned it in chat and somebody said it also works for sugar sheet and freshwater fishbone equipment because these things all use the same code as NPC stores. So my question, what? Why? Because it is code. You reuse it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a feature that you can use slash buy to do those things. Like an undocumented hidden feature. Yeah. I mean, every chat command is bullshit. <laughs> like, like across all. No, it's, it, it's just chat. all it's all like dangerous, weird. Like the pattern matching is just where it was when we stopped reacting to people yelling at us about it. Right. <laughs> As opposed to like where it was when we decided it was perfect because it isn't perfect. It, it's it is also impossible really to make easy. To, yeah, no, there's nothing that's going to make everybody happy. It's also really easy to screw stuff up using chat commands. It's really easy to accidentally spend billions of meat. It's really easy to make all kinds of dumb mistakes. Those are like, I mean, they're documented, right? <laughs> the mistakes are documented. The 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 commands are. There's like a hall of fame. Yeah, yeah of the stupid of fame, shit like people biggest, have done. Biggest chat command fuck ups. Cock-ups. Arthur Uh. Cock-up Clark. Um, Tombs, I says, twice as Type 69 mocked me. First with spaghetti con calaveras, then with Russian ice. Damn you, Type 69, for not preventing me from crafting these things I have no use for. Fix pretty, please. So because it's the only thing in scope? He doesn't want you to be able to craft things that are out of scope. Oh, they're out of scope. You can still make them, but you can't You can't use them. Huh. Yeah, that that there is some logic to that. I think, though, that like if you were in a run and then there was suddenly like an economic run on something that you can make, but not, you know, you'd feel you'd feel bad. Yeah, like I would say that maybe on the item description have it say you can't use this in your current path Mm. right so then you could at least just like click it to see man this new skills interface really makes me want all pop-ups to be in line yeah it'd be such a nightmare though like inventory page loads would be a billion a billion kajillion billabytes well that's the play that's when we start having people download the kol client sure billabytes is uh how australians keep their data (laughs) It's Australian for data. Um, All of their uh, cloud servers are in the water. Let's see. 
Disco Muffin says, hey there, cast of the Thursday show with Jake Griffin Hot Stuff. Uh, Jake Griffin Hot Stuff. I have a question or a comment, and I'm letting you know so that you can answer it or talk about it on your next podcast. Jake, correct me if I'm wrong, but your general stance on new store products with depictions of new content seems to be that there aren't any new iconic things like there were in the early days, so it's sort of a crapshoot to get anything people would buy. Because of this, I have a few questions. First, what is the general asymmetric party, pol- uh, general, ugh, Jesus, general asymmetric policy on the public use of art assets? If I wanted to get a sheet of temporary tattoos printed with the art of the new Boner Dagon or Naughty Sorceress, yes, animated, would that be something you'd frown upon? What about getting a shirt printed with a map of Dreadsylvania on it? Again, if you're not trying to make money off of it, I'm not going to make you credit it on a t-shirt. If you want to make a t-shirt with some KOL art on it to wear it yourself, knock yourself out. It's fine. If somebody asks you what it is, don't say, oh, it's this cool thing that I made up that's completely original and you should come back to my apartment and sleep with me on this bed that I also built with my own hands. <laughs> and then I wrote Ikea on the side of it to be cute. Um... If you're going to lie, you might as well lie about literally everything. (laughs) Um, So anyway, that's fine. I hope these questions and the way that they were asked weren't too annoying, because I really do love this game, and I think the new content has been particularly interesting. Thanks for years of amusement. The problem with the tattoos is you you don't just get one tattoo made. Yeah, you really can't. You get a lot of tattoos made, and then what do you do with the spares? Are you allowed to give them away? Are you allowed... Clearly, clearly we wouldn't want you selling them. But people make... like. You know, Felgod makes buttons. Right. And then hands them out. Sure. And it's awesome. Yes. I got one on my backpack. I look at it all the time. I turned it right side up, though. For a while, it's a monster manual. And if you turn it upside down, it looks like a sort of a grouchy uh, Wilfred Brimley. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there a way, says Hammer, to boot people from a clan without having them automatically removed from the clan's whitelist? If not, could there be pretty please? Um, hmm. he says, I still have nightmares about the 11,000 plus inactives I had to keep stepping over when I was the executive officer over at uh, Sanam's Provocable Nice Guys. Now that I and my fellow officers have split off into a clan of our own, we'd like to be able to prune them from the clan without penalty in case they should decide to return to the game. I, I don't want them to lose their karma. Uh, we're planning on doing something with the inactives in January since it seems... Uh, less likely that people will return to the game if they didn't come back for Crimbo. So there'll still be a couple months to make this an option for us. I'm sure there are other clans whose names that don't start with Sanam that would embrace this option if for no other reason than it would make the clan buffs more practical. I see. So you want to... You want an option to politely remove someone from the clan, giving them the option to come back if they want to. I can see that. Like, it's not like a button that would add them to the whitelist and then boot them if they've been inactive for over a year or something like well i don't know what i don't know what i don't think that i don't think i'm gonna make it so that it happens like automatically like i think what they want is the ability to just toggle like basically two different checkboxes boot and then if they've selected boot also remove whitelist uh right um is that the only because right now if you boot them they just lose all their privileges although you know maybe <clears throat> I wonder if just at, like a thing that was like clear inactive players that just whitelisted them at their current rank. Mm-hmm. What happens if you white if you have somebody whitelisted at a given rank and then you alter that rank or get rid of that rank? Do they just know. come in at a zero rank? That's an excellent question. I'm sure that has to have come up in the past. Man, I haven't touched any of that code. Like, there basically people haven't really asked for any clan features in forever, and so I haven't thought about it, but man, is that shit all a mess. It's yep. fine. This is not at all the way that I would do things in in the future. Like, I like the whole point of whitelisting was so you could go into other people's clans for chat, and I would just make it so you could go into other people's clans for chat. Yeah, like, actually being able to go into their clans yeah. is uh, kind of bullshit. Uh, Linguini Lad says, I think there should be a separate Kickstarter for another six KOL comics. The reason I suggest it is because the trade paperback Kickstarter is almost done and it's nowhere near the 100k stretch goal. Well, but I think that demonstrates that the demand is not really there. So, he could try again in the future. Axenor says, Sup, Jake Riffin Hot Stuff. Did you know that mystery flavored dum dums are made by mixing all the leftover ingredients for all the other flavors on that production run? It's nature's most perfect miracle. <laughs> wow, that is nature's most perfect miracle. I and mean, that sounds apocryphal, though, because that's, that's like, OK Soda was also the soda that was made from all the, like, dregs of all the other sodas. Mm. Uh, I always kind of figured it was the dum dums that were produced in between batches when they still had 
the dregs of the one flavor mixing with the new batch of the next flavor. Huh. I think we'll never know. It's uh, we guys a job at the Dum Dums factory. It, it's it's either Doritos flavor or it's uh, Mountain Dew flavor. <laughs> yeah, Ugh, Doritos flavored Dum Dums. Somebody would be into it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's Limerita. Tortutite says, I am a longtime player on and off since 2006 and listener, and I just wanted to say thanks for making any awesome stuff. Even though I tend to dip in and out of playing, I always keep up to date with the podcast. Well, sorry. And when I do dip <laughs> in for another ascension, it's always great to see the changes that have been made. Thanks. P.S. I ordered one of the tiny plastic saber tooth limes. I've been meaning to get one for ages, and you mentioned that their supplies were running low, and they may never exist again. It got me off my ass to order one. Oh, well, good. Clear that out. Galapagos James says, what is more likely to happen from your point of view? A new involved way to use your familiars instead of leaving them in your terrarium or some completely separate, perhaps mobile game that references what familiars you had? I don't know. Those honestly seem equally likely to me. Yeah, like if we made, let's say we made like uh, an iOS game that was familiar battle 2000 or whatever. And I don't think it would be familiar battle. I think it would be familiar dungeon 2000. Whatever. But, but would we have some sort of like authenticate here and you could like give your KOL credentials and it would download your terrarium. There is a time when that probably would have been the right thing for us to do as a company. (laughs) Um, Well, no, but I mean, it would still be a thing potentially, right? Yeah. But I mean, there's a thing when that would have been a good thing to do as a cross promotion. Oh, right now. I don't think it would. Yeah, that depends. It'd be a hard sell, I think. Uh, Joy says, why does Conspiracy Island reset when you ascend? Spring Break Beach doesn't do that. And honestly, I'd like it better if it was the other way around. Though, come to think of it, that might be the reason. Is that why? No, a lot of it doesn't. The stuff that's not on the island doesn't reset. But I'm pretty sure that, like, the Fun Guy Mansion resets when you ascend. I don't know. The difficulty in there does. They're different things. They're all going to... All the islands or whatever are going to be a little different. Hey, dude, says Trichomonas Vag. I'm super hungover right now. Why does IRL rollover not erase drunkenness, bug or feature? Yeah, boy, you and me <laughs> both ask that question. Glebe says, will beautiful rainbows keep dropping at the end of the heavy rain season? Uh, after the end of the heavy rain season? No. No. Uh, Tombs I says the Merkin Dread School if used uh, brings you to a choice adventure where you read the scroll there's no option to back out of this choice adventure and not guess which is weird and does not seem right yeah that's well it's, that should just check the box that says you can walk away from this there I don't know how old that feature is the ability to just walk away from a choice adventure but it wouldn't surprise me if it was around the same time that we made the Dread Scroll yeah those those were implemented a long time ago weren't they the Dread Scroll yeah. No, it's that's the one that we made in San Francisco a couple of years ago when we it was like in 2013. Oh, was it that late? It's when we finished the C. Huh. I we thought, finished I the thought C that, like that mechanism right had been part of the stuff that had been done for a couple of years. No, not that one. That was the prophecy thing that we hashed out at the bar that was over by the place that we stayed in Noe Valley for GDC 2013. Okay. Um, you have a much better memory of like when stuff like that was tackled yeah i don't know i can't even remember where authors live yeah they all live at the library yep it's not really a life it's like a horrible horrible (laughs) unlife right (laughs) ghostly half existence late fees are just them screaming to get out (laughs) actually late Uh, G-Dice says, would it be possible to get monster attraction as a sorting option for the fancy inventory sorting drop-down box? There's already one for combat initiative, but it'd be nice to have one for combat chance, too. Thanks. Huh. The trouble is that's not ever expressed to the player numerically. Right. So sorting by it is weird. Benny V says, how will Type 69 work for the next challenge pass since it straddles the new year? I.e., will 2012 stuff be legal for all, half, or none of the duration? All. Um, The date restriction is no longer a feature of the current date. It is a feature of a path. Right. Um, so if we didn't do anything, which we probably will 
like if we did not ease the restrictions on say heavy rains heavy rains would always be limited to 2012 even if it was 2019 right it 2012 forward or yeah the path the, the every path has a date before which an arbitrarily choosable date before which you can't bring stuff into it uh, Glebe says, what do you think of quest sequence breaking like rain manning in writing desk so you can unlock the second floor without going to any zone in the first floor? Since it's only doable in heavy rains, do you just dismiss it since it will only be doable in that one path? Or do you wish you could rewrite the logic to make this impossible but don't want to be buried in an avalanche of nerd rage for making ascensions take 30 more turns? Eh. Um, people rain man in a writing desk early on and then use the reanimator to make it a wandering monster so they fight five writing desks and find this necklace without doing anything before that in the quest. I mean, that's... It, it is a testament to my ability to write quest logic that that doesn't totally fucking ruin everything <laughs> that it works at all. So I guess I'm pretty happy about that. Hmm. Alfredo Boyardi says, hey, boys, I'd love to hear what your spooky name for me would be. It would really make my day. Hmm. Alfresco Boyardi. <laughs> Afraid of Goyardi. <laughs> <laughs> Alfredo Boyardi. Okay. Uh, Afredo R.I.P. Oh, that's yeah, that's very strong. Wow, that's that was great. pretty spooky. Uh, thanks. Here's my question: Could you talk about the possibility of there being a KOL two in the future? When it would happen, if at all, and what are some reasons that would uh, get you to begin working on it? Is there ever any desire to just say KOL is finished? It will get some occasional updates, new items of the month, but from here on, all our new content will be for the next game. Um, I mean, it would have to be a thing where it wasn't making enough money to pay people anymore right i mean like basically it will be in maintenance mode as soon as it gets to the point where it's just me working on it and it's not making enough money for me to continue to justify spending the time on it um but that's like 30 years from now it's probably 30 years from now i mean i I also might i don't know i might decide that we should work on something else Word realms put kind of a bad taste in my mouth, but like we've learned a lot of lessons. Yeah, I guess. I and know. and the the more recent thing, the contract job we did, I feel like we felt we feel a lot better about how that went, and are more yeah. open to doing new stuff. Still you know? going though is the problem. Well, but it's not only for you. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. My part's done. Roof's part's <laughs> done. <laughs> I guess I still might have to make some decisions about it or whatever, but yeah, that was another part of what happened with the last month of just not being much KOL work. God, what a sentence. (laughs) That was another reason we didn't do much KOL work in the last month is because that contract got extended to add some features. Um, Man, maybe one day we'll be able to sell you guys this game. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe not us, but somebody will. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Ken says, can the, can the unique class passives have marginal effects for other classes when permed? I like how pasta thralls can be used by other classes to get weak buffs. Maybe soul sauce could allow you to consume a reagent for a limited effect or MP gain. No, because I specifically don't want other classes to get soul sauce at all. Like that is, that exists. Oh, I'm, I see. You're saying this, having the skill let you do something. I see. Disco momentum could give a small initiative boost or maybe increase the power of deleveling skills. Fury could give hot damage or something. Yeah. No. Build a Panther says, for the level 13 revamp, if you do include the fastest player in the kingdom gate, please also have gates for sleaze, spooky, cold, and stench damage. I don't like elemental unbalance, though I do appreciate your nod to Momokometum. Uh, Marlon Shakespeare says, even with T.O., Cyclops, Eye Drops, and two Drop Plus accessories, it still took more than 60 turns to collect enough Tomb Wretches to open Ed's chamber. That is nuts. Well, don't use the ratchets if you can't get enough ratchets to get the job done yep like that thing it's got multiple solutions yeah that quest will solve itself in less than 60 turns at this point uh level 12 revamp says king bobson do you think you might make it so different classes or challenge paths make fighting for different sides optimal because frat never being non-optimal is disappointing yeah i mean that's definitely a thing that i am gonna want out of it I, I mean, there was a time when you would look up, you would p- plug a bunch of stuff into a spreadsheet and it would tell you which side to go, and it was not always the frat side. Yeah. I think it was be- it was because of it becoming more practical to get the basic hippie outfit ahead of time. I'm fundamentally changing the way that starting the war works, 
Right. And, and also the really side probably quests. fundamentally changing the way the side quests work to make yeah. it. Yeah. <sighs> Cause I really would like for that just to be a, a sort of choice that you're making based on what flavor you want or like, like you'd be able to change it up, you know, <laughs> so that you're not just fighting the same guys every ascension. Like that would be real nice, but who knows? Maybe, um, Maybe every alternate ascension, the fat boys and the hippies are on. Uh, it switches which side of the island each is on, like Goombas. Oh, you mean the so presuming it, that the reason that it's optimal is because you're going left to right? I don't think it is. Well, is because you're because you're picking which which um, which side which quests are open quests at the beginning to stuff, yeah. right? But they're all. That wouldn't matter, right? They're all open. Oh, you're saying the other things wouldn't. Right. Just, okay. right. just right. So something something that I was going to do, um, I, what I kind of want is for those side quests to open up not based on specific directional progress, but just based on overall progress. And randomizing that, like, per class, per path, might also be... Hmm. A thing that changes hmm. up what's going on. I mean, and then that's a that's a weird player knowledge thing, or maybe it's an interesting player knowledge thing. Um, but then that wouldn't really change. The way that that would change things is if the actual in war benefits were different, right? If a given side quest was more advantageous if you did it for the frat side than for the hippie side, right? They There are all of these things that have subtle effects on the encounters and things that the things that guys drop and stuff, right. but none of them make any difference. Like, they're like so many of the weird interactions in Hobopolis that we spend all that time hooking up that nobody ever really uses for anything. Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, so there's a bunch of stuff like that you'd only ever see if you were like doing the pirates because it's like if you have secured the bomb maker guy in the lighthouse for the frat side, then the frat guys have additional drops of things that have been issued to the frat army, for instance. And I feel like what that probably ought to do is not that but give you additional things that you can buy at the quartermaster right like which maybe it also does that i don't know there's so much stuff in there there's and a lot, so there's, a lot there's so on. much stuff in there and so little of it has anything to do with anything <laughs> but it's like a it's like a living system right which is cool yeah except it's a living system that got sort of optimized down into I don't know. It just it, it got a trench dug in it. It's it's in a rut. It has a rut in it. It is a big, broad, expansive living system that has a rut in it. Huh. I'm guessing that there are a lot of things that we could do if we had I, some money. I think that I think that one of my focuses when I'm working on level 12 is going to be to make it so there are just dumb ways for you to on purpose, just kill additional people on the field, right? Like a thing that you can buy that it like, not, not like, so have the, have the like critical balance of the thing in place for trying to do the Easter eggy deal, right? So you won't do any of these things if you're going for that, but to like, just give you more agency than just click fight, click fight, click fight, click fight, right? With a multiplied effect of... We also probably should make it a little clearer what's going on. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I Like, I'm curious if we did just start over what that would be like. And I'm wondering if maybe we should. <laughs> like... Oh, God, man. I mean, not... We'd probably reuse monsters and items and stuff but like we would not like just the idea of that that the 
the six things side quests didn't have to be narratively exactly what they are now would be really liberating. We could keep the good ideas, but not the ones that aren't very interesting. Sure. You know? Yeah, I don't know. That's such a, like, I have, I have the, the picture in my head of what that island looks like is more interesting than anything that we're actually going to produce, I think. Right. Because I want each of those to be a little town quest hub ahead of time. And it'd be nice if doing those things made it so things were different during the war. I don't think we're ever going to get it to the point where that becomes an optimal way to do it. Right. Because, you know, we think of like, oh, we can speed up one of the sub quests if you do this quest early on at level five. But the only way to meaningfully speed up a quest that people are doing in four turns is to make it take two turns instead. And so right. then whatever we do has to be finishable in two turns, which fuck that. Like, I'm not going to make something like that now. And yeah, I don't know. Like, I would like the level 12 quest more, I think, if you were spending more turns doing side stuff and fewer turns just fighting dude after dude after dude on the battlefield. And right now, the way that the game asks you to do it is to just spend a thousand turns fighting dudes on the battlefield. Hmm. And that's kind of dumb. Like, for instance, I think when a side quest opens, a courier should come and get you on the battlefield and you can say, sure, I'll go help them or fuck off. And if you say, sure, I'll go help them, it pops the thing into your quest tracker to go help these people. Right? So that you're actually like because people kind of didn't figure it out at the beginning when it first went. We kind of put some text in, like you know, if you go back to the council, and there's other guys in certain places where there's all this logic where they will tell you, like, hey, you haven't done any side quests, maybe go win some hearts and minds. But like, what the fuck is that? Go win some hearts and minds. Oh, okay. I know what that literally means. cut hearts and brains out of <laughs> opponents. <clears throat> <clears throat> I mean, code wise, it's going to be all over like I, I'm starting over with that island because that shit is a mess right now hmm. um, probably all the zones there'll be new versions of the zones where the, because I don't I don't want anything to use the sort of convoluted outfit logic that it's currently using like hmm. basically what I want is you do a side quest and then when you've done with the side quest he says for instance McMillan Cuddy says well, what do you think I should do now? Should I make beer for the frat guys or should I make organic produce for the hippies? And then you tell him. And then that's what determines which side gets that benefit. So it doesn't matter what you, you don't have to do in a, in an outfit. Yeah. Because what that means is there is a fixed point at which you decide which fucking side you're doing the side quest for. And it doesn't have to support you changing outfits and going back in midway through. Do you just have access to all six at the beginning then? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. They be- they become available narratively, not like physically, right? This is what I'm saying. Like the quests, the side quests become available. Like maybe two of them at random are there from the beginning. And then once you have cleared half of a side, two more unlock. Hmm. I mean, we'd have to figure it out, but like. No longer making it so, like, okay, the frat guys can go to this one early and the hippies can go to this one early. I mean, it was fine, right? The thing that we came up with was fine, but I just don't, I don't like it as much as the imaginary way better thing that I haven't actually come up with yet. Okay. It's, it was fine, but it is not perfect, right? And there are a lot of goofy problems with it and it has been very difficult to do anything with it because of those goofy problems. And I just think we could make it more fun. I think we could pace it better. You know? You know, I think we took care to make sure that there was some variety of enemies that you were fighting, but we didn't really make them different from one another in a super meaningful way. And also, we didn't... Like, it's hard to enforce that variety across people who are fighting a thousand monsters. Like, that's fine, right? We kind of take care of that. Like... We didn't really do a super good job of selecting the thresholds at which other things show up. There's also, like, a third of those monsters you never fucking see. You never see unless you're playing both sides against each other. 
which maybe that's okay for some of them to be like that. But like, there are a lot of monsters. There are like, there's like 20 on each side, yeah, 20 on each 50, side, 15 on each side. I mean, those, those ranges are chosen pretty carefully based on the expectation of how many side quests people are going to do to speed up the war. Right. But that expectation, like that as an average doesn't mean anything. Right. Yeah, you're right that for a perfectly average person, those are those thresholds are chosen to maximize variety. But there isn't anybody who is that person. Like, like there's a bunch of people who are playing super optimally doing side quests as soon as they become available to absolutely minimize the turn count. And then there's a bunch of people that have no idea what they're doing. And neither of those people are actually served by those numbers in any perfect way. Again. It's very clever, and I appreciate all the math work that you did on it, and it's 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 fine. I just think that we can make something better. Like I think we need to not be we need to not be too precious about things that we were really satisfied with in two thousand six. Sure, you know. We also need to be really satisfied with some tater tots. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I'm glad we started early because this let us actually do this show of some length. Kids, stay tuned for Video Games Hot Dog. We will try. Are we doing a show next week? We're doing a show next week. I assume. Like, why wouldn't we do one yeah, next week? I don't know why Foreseeable not. future, right? There's nothing stopping us. There's no... All November, I think we're... All November, at least. Fine. And then in December, we'll be split out a little bit, but we'll be here in, in Arizona, so... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to be good. I think so. We're going to do a lot of shows. We're going to have so Riff, much are you, to talk about, Are you too. going anywhere for Thanksgiving? Who, me? Yeah. Nope. The- not that I'm aware of. Okay. I have no cool. plans to. All right. Well, okay. Excellent. Good night, everyone. Have a great week, everybody. See you.